Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Front office is back with the second part of this pod on this uh, historic day that we sneakily, quietly, and somehow evaded Brian Brakewenthorse uh, from finding out <laughs> about our coaching hire. Uh, I, I feel I feel bad for those guys because they report nonsense and they don't have they honestly they. If you're reporting that stuff, you can't beat Anthony Puccio. You can't beat him because he's passionate. He's a part of it. He knows the team, right? And and honestly, I don't think any national beat writer could can beat me <laughs> because of the passion that I have for the team and and how much I really just sit there while I'm supposed to be doing my real job, look, you know, looking at at data and all the nice tools that I have at my disposal to crunch data and basically try to find patterns in the data. I'm using it to look at basketball. <laughs> and national beat writers can't do that. So when you saw the Tyrone lose and the Popovich, it's because they have an editor and they have someone who's basically putting a gun to their head and saying, I thought you were an insider. I thought you had contacts. I thought you had you know, information. And a lot of these guys... They don't. And so all the guesswork led to this nonsense. And I'm proud of this team. I love the way Sean Marks operates because it it gives you a negotiating uh, uh, advantage if if you're not negotiating in the press. Because the climate could change, the fans could change, the people could change. They pulled off this trade and, 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 I mean, pulled off the trade. They pulled off hiring the right coach for this team. Now, Steve Nash as the Knicks coach, bad idea. Maybe a worse idea than Thibodeau. We got a whole show we need to record about that. We'll talk about that later when it when the Knicks matter. Um, but Steve Nash was the right hire, and we and we wanted to in the second part kind of go into what the Steve Nash means, and when it comes to the makeup of the team and how the team is going to go after the off season. Uh, Sam. Yes, sir. You were saying that you thought having Steve Nash is going to make it where they're not going to gut the team. I (laughs) want to believe that. I I believe it 35% because... I believe it 35% because... You have a now another coach that's a guard who loves guards and understands guard play. He's going to want to have an army of guards to go to to be able to chase after the, uh, uh, the, the ring. However, the one thing I think NBA players believe 
to a man is that the superstar talent is all that matters. The It's not that you don't need glue guys, the guys that die for balls and, 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 and play hard and, and, and all of that. You do. You 100% have to have that. However, if you could get and I don't agree with this. I think you win a championship with as as structured. I think this team, if they do all the right things, can win a championship. I think I they. I, I I I think they lucked out with Jared Allen. Karis Levert said it again. I think he's wrong. He's never you know Jared Allen is never going to be top three, but Jared Allen has top three athletic ability. When when Kara says that, when Dinwiddie says that, they're basing it off of, I play on this court with this kid, and he's faster than any center that I've ever seen. He springs off the floor faster than any other center I, I've ever seen. Players are going to measure that on ability. And and what they, the, the, the gravity a player has on the court when they're playing next to them. And I, I think a lot of the things that Kevin Durant feels about DeAndre Jordan is because he used to have the same, like, you, you can't, Jared Allen is baby DeAndre Jordan. If if we're just talking about skill set and what they do, DeAndre Jordan is the perfect center for Kevin Durant. He doesn't trust <laughs> that Jared Allen is going to be that because he wants to see more proof of it in the court. But for his contemporaries, for the Dinwiddies, for the for the the Leverts, for for the Delos, they all will tell you for, to a man that Jared Allen is the future. But that's not going to matter from the perspective of of Nash. I think Nash, if he can package up all these guys, and 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 again, I don't. I think Nash is being hired so that, um, you know, uh, Marks can, you know, throw his paper plane of notes and and metrics and stats down to to Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn is going to interpret it to Steve Nash, and Nash is going to play basically, you know, coach by numbers uh, uh, when he has to. And when he has to just check a player, he can do that as well. So, I I think they're going. I think they're going to go after um, Anthony Davis. I think promises have been made. I think agreements have uh, have been done. I think the players know it. Um, if you look at our bubble team, well, you know, to, just to bring this up again, our bubble team was basically all the guys who are not friends of Kyrie and KD except for Garrett Temple, and everybody who stayed home were all Fox. Friends of friends of Kyrie and KD, all those guys yeah. who didn't play and didn't come down to the bubble, which at the end of the show I want to talk about a little bit. All of those guys that stayed were basically Kyrie and KD influence, and they were like, "Fuck the bubble." So, I, I gotta say, um, I, I, you know, nobody has told me that it's not gonna happen. When people tell me. It's three people who've told me about the Anthony Davis thing. Two of them told me about KD and Kyrie before it happened, long before it happened. And um, and they all say the same thing. It's all about the money. 
what the CBA is going to be, how, where, where is it going to cost him so much money to move in terms of coming to the Knicks? Is he leaving so much money on the table because the CBA is never going to be as high as it was last year? And that's the only thing that's, that could stop Anthony Davis from coming from what I hear. And it's unfortunate because it's going to cost some of our, some of my favorite, my, I, I call them the real nets. I don't feel like these, I, I not, not that not, I'm, I'm not dissing them because Kyrie really loves the team and he comes from a, such a good place about wanting to be on the team. And Kevin Durant wants to make a home on this team. Kevin Durant didn't feel at home in OKC where just the community itself is never going to really kind of put their arms around a black player. OKC is a tough place, especially in this kind of like polarized political uh, climate. He was never going to be at home at, at Golden State. That is, that is, you know, Steph Curry's team. It's always going to be Steph Curry's team. And he came to the Nets with a, a real sincere that he wants to put numbers on the wall for this team and make it his team. But the truth be told, this is still Karis LeVert's team to me. This is Jared Allen's team. This is, Din, this is Dinwiddie's team. They're the real Nets to me. And Kevin Durant is going to have to do a lot of things on the court to become a real Net. You don't give that away. And the sad part is we might just have a group of strangers on the court next year. Strangers so fucking talented that you can't really even argue against the move. Um, uh, <laughs> Anthony Davis is a monster. And yeah, Davis, Davis is the guy that if, it, if that's at all possible, you obviously do it. There honestly has not been another name. I didn't mean to cut you off, but there hasn't been no. another name that's, that's, uh, that's come out that I've been blown away. Like the idea of giving up like, both Dinwiddie and Beal, I uh, sorry, both giving up both Dinwiddie and Levert for Beal to me is like totally uninterested. Is I'm just not interested. I, I love Bradley Beal, but I just I don't really get it. I don't understand the fit with those with the other two stars. Why and would you? Other, why would you get a player that's going to take the ball out of the hands of right. Kyrie and KD? You, you, and you I don't also don't. That. I haven't liked. I haven't liked the Gobert rumors. I don't think they make. I, I like. I, like I think that I mean, look, the Jazz are a whole other story, and they probably do need a little bit of a of a of, a, of some of some makeup. But like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really. I'd way rather be paying. I'd rather way rather be paying Allen and DeAndre Jordan basically combine what Gobert is for like a, as a as a max guy and keeping also my guards as and opposed to one. You know, Gobert but, is not stopping anybody anyway in the play. Like, they, where is Gobert yeah, right now? I don't, I don't believe in like I I don't believe in spending unless you're going to spend big money on a center like Embiid or Davis who have who have insane influence both on, both on the offensive end and defensive end I don't believe in getting these like defensive stoppers or whatever because it just because it, also with guys like Gobert once their athleticism goes down a bit they're useless right so so like that I don't really get and I, I just haven't heard and, that and many guess what words. you have Gobert light already. In in Jared Allen and, and DeAndre Jordan, it's like I I I I will I will refer to my understanding of the Torah <laughs> and the commandments. Right, thou shalt not covet. We have a great little team. Yep. Rock with that. Do you know what the Nets need? Need especially now that they have Steve Nash. 
they need the Matrix. They need Sean Marion. They need the guy that I've been saying forever. They need Aaron Gordon. They need a guy that basically could play the four or the three, depending on which side of the ball he's on, and basically protects Kevin Durant. And they don't need, like, like, in a, like imagine if the Nets were whole and they did a playoff series against the Lakers, as an example. I don't love KD at the four, but you when you when you really want to pour it on and you might want to put, you know, Dinwiddie into the offense, you might take Jared Allen out. You might take a uh, you might even play KD at the five. You could do that with this team if you could play Aaron Gordon at the four or if you could or if you could interchange them based off of what their strengths are. Aaron Gordon would be a superstar on the Nets and he would just run and catch lobs. Do, did you notice in, in the in the playoffs how Toronto basically would just guard Jared Allen to the point where he had a game with zero t- touches? We yep. they know we throw him the lob. They know how we get him um you know uh uh how we get him buckets. You add Aaron Gordon to that. You're throwing the lob from either side of the basket. They yeah, can't. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Good. No, yeah, he's the. I mean, look, he's the. I think he's the guy that I would I would trade like someone like Dinwiddie for and or like picks whatever they have. I mean, as, as we've mentioned, I think the Nets have a bunch of different assets they can kind of. I also think I, like th- here's the thing. I also think, and we'll we'll see. I don't we don't I don't think any of us really know at this point because there's so much crap out there on like the Twitter universe about how well liked Kyrie and KD are and whatever. But if if they're let's say more well liked by NBA players and let's say they are by the media, and I think Nash is phenomenally well liked, I think you are going to see certain guys who are buyout candidates or who have already made a lot of money who will be willing to come to this team on a discount because they, because they may want to win. Like, and I'm not saying it has to be something insane. Like I remember on a podcast, um, a month or two ago we did, we talked about like, well, what if Blake Griffin got bought out or something like that? But like, I think there are going to be guys, look, I mean, as you mentioned, and and you know, the, the financials better than I do, there's obviously going to be teams that are going to be hurting. And there's going to be teams that are going to be tried and are going to be trying to go through and get under the apron. Yeah. Yep, getting set, like some type of salary dumps and getting that and getting out of that because a lot of these owners look. Luckily, the Nets have an owner who I'm sure, like Alibaba, isn't doing terribly during the oh they're during, winning during, and they're not making what's going on. You know, whereas other owners, like you look at like the Rockets with Till and Fertitta, like who's involved in casinos and restaurants, that's oh, a whole fucked. other. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. yeah, so yeah, so I think like I think there's going to be teams that are really going to try to get out of the tax, get out of luxury tax, all that type of stuff. And I think there's going to be like decent pieces out there to the point that, look, the league might be in a weird spot in that you're going to have maybe eight to ten teams even like tr- really, really trying to compete and a bunch of teams that might just be suffering financially or like it may be kind of cl- more normal. But either way, I think you're definitely going to see even in a normal economic year, you always see teams that buy out players that are good. Like you could see yeah. – I mean, I mean – Obviously, they have guys that are similar to this, but even the Nets getting like a Tristan Thompson on a minimum helps out. Like that's like all that stuff matters, mm-hmm. and and getting guys like that really do help. And and that's and that's if the Nets don't really want to um, 
make a specific move. But look, I think as, as we mentioned, like, and this I think was a big point we made uh, on a pod last week or two weeks ago, like, mm-hmm. What I don't like seeing with playoff teams, and which does end up happening a lot of times, is I don't like when the when the uh, when the rotations and the lineups are too big because you get to a certain point where you're like, we need to go with like our eight nine best guys, and like you don't want to be where like some teams are in the playoffs, like the Jazz, where they can barely get to seven. They're at like six. They are they were at seven or six, but like the whole idea of like oh well, we have like a, we go ten or eleven or twelve deep, like. That doesn't really matter at the end of the day because you'd have like a decreasing marginal like utility of, of of having those guys on the bench. It doesn't matter. I'd rather maximize the seven to eight to nine guys that you're going to be really playing in these games that matter, yeah. and 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 would rather have guys like Claxton or whoever get some more experience to develop because they could probably be replacement level guys at worst case. And so yeah, and, it's, so, and, and so that's another reason why I think there's something to like packaging some it doesn't even have to be for a third star or like who would be considered a fourth star or whatever but like you don't need Tory and prince and garrett temple and all like and uh and having all the guards on the back of the team and having jordan and and jared allen beyond the two superstars and lavert and joe harris there's just it's it's, it's a lot of dudes like at, at a certain point you gotta like hone in on like who actually helps them win, who's important. Like, obviously, depth is always important. There's going to be injuries. But, like, having 13 having thirteen guys where, like, nine or eight or B, or B minuses or C pluses or Bs, whatever, it doesn't help. Like, you need to kind of make sure that every position matters. Absolutely. And, and, and a lot of good points in there, especially considering a, a lot of these teams are going to want to get under the cap. Now, uh, the DeVosses are getting all kinds of uh, stimulus money from the government right now. I wonder uh, how they got the, that. Uh, we know, and yeah, we know. Uh, you know he's the Orlando owner, but he's not. He's one of the. He's not as rich as uh, a, a lot of the other owners, and I'm hoping that the fact that they're above the apron and the best player in the playoffs was Vucevic, um. That maybe that might help us, but I, I I really believe these players believe that if it's me, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis, there's not a team in the NBA that's going to beat us, and it doesn't matter who the other two players or other three players oh, yeah. are. Um, but where they're wrong, and players never really get this, is players don't know how to to sense their mortality or even other players' mortality. You know, the the way Kevin Durant is going, you know, I need I need Andre I mean I need DeAndre Jordan on this team, is because Kevin Durant isn't thinking like you know, someone who's analyzing building a basketball team, you know, well how many jumps does this dude have left? How much how is how is he gonna perform at thirty two and thirty three and thirty four based off of the wear and tear and how much he depends on athleticism to be the player who he is. So in his mind, he's like, that's fucking DeAndre Jordan. What do you mean start um, Jared Allen? Who is this kid? And they went to the same college, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> They're both yep. UT guys. But for him, if you if you hear players talk, they don't like young players. They don't like the unknown. They don't. They're not here for the rebuild. They're here to be the most dominant team as possible. And... And and win championships and add to their legacy, um, 
Uh, and, and so that's the fear. If uh, Steve Nash, per se, might, you know, take a look for, at this team and go, hmm, I had a guy who basically just was fast, ran around the court, got, all, got every rebound, got every um, uh, loose ball, dunked the ball when I threw it up, no matter where I threw it up. And made my life a whole lot easier, made it where people couldn't really guard me. Um, uh, He might he might see it, but I'm I'm pretty sure that these guys are going to just based off of the fractionalization of the the locker room um, that they're going to go after a big player. Now, the hope is our savior, you know. Uh, Steve Nash is going to come in and, and just be like that voice that sees it on the court that says, let's just wait. Let's before we gut this team, let's see what we could do with these guys and right. go for it from there. But like I said, these deals are done a year ahead. And like this concept that players are guessing where they're going in July or, or when you know, the free agency starts, that, that's, that's nonsense. These are major corporations in sneakers. And when Kevin Durant moves, Nike moves with him. When, when um, um, Kyrie moves, Nike moves with him. And they're not going to let them make poor career choices. It's killing Nike right now that Kyrie is not in the bubble. But what, what, Kyrie's agent knows and the rest of uh, 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 some of these other players know and Nike knows is that they'll just, oh, you're you're not cool anymore? John Morant. Oh, looking at how uh, uh, these games that Donovan Mitchell and, and, and uh, Jamal Murray's having, oh, the new guard of guards are coming uh, uh, are coming up Let's tap into that. Those motivations are important to players. And so these players are going to want to win by any means. And they're not going to stand for another season like this one. And uh, change is coming, man. I, I, I'm afraid. I hope it doesn't. But uh, that's that's what it's looking like. And, and either way, as Nets fans, I think this year is going to be either hilarious or it's going to be the greatest year in Nets history in in, in Nets organization history um, ever, and um, it'd be hilarious to see J- uh, uh, Steve Nash get a championship uh, as a as a coach and not a player. <laughs> uh, but uh, they've got, they've got the weapons to do it, man. It's it, it's it's insane. Like I don't know what 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 do you where do you end off on the Steve Nash thing? Yeah, I mean, look, I like, I think it's, it's hard for me, like at this point, to say anything bad about it because, like, a it's, it's a it's perfect, not like, what is that? It's perfect. Yeah, like a, it's not like it's not it's not like guys like uh, like Nick Nurse and like Brad Stevens and Rick Carlisle out there. Like we saw who the we saw who the other guys were, and like I think he's. I think he's like the best of of all worlds, and all I'm curious now about, which I know we're going to do a bunch of podcasts over the next couple months, like mm-hmm. couple weeks and months, about is like, 
what's going to happen with the rest of this roster construction because they obviously have the Joe Harris free agency, which, by the way, I thought it was interesting. I got an email from them about uh, season tickets, and he was in the uh, he was in the brochure thing. So I don't know if that's a mistake on the who on was the in the brochure on the PR staff, or they or or they know uh, or they uh, or they know that he's going to come back, and they've got and they've gotten some type of. Uh, reassurance about that but um oh i I got my i got my season ticker ticket stuff too and it it had it it was karis and 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 dinwiddie on it oh no it was karis and jarrett on it it was the they didn't have dinwiddie on anything they had karis jarrett on the cover of whatever that thing was in the email the header was karis and jarrett and then when you scroll down you saw kd and Kyrie. Um, but that's it. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because like you would, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different ways to to that they can uh, like market this stuff. But I, I do think you end up, you tend to see a lot of these teams be very careful about what they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like I I, I expect I think I think Harris is definitely going to be back. I see like no way that he isn't. Like I think the whole team really likes him. He's so he's honestly I would say he's. On this roster, with what they're trying to do, he's like arguably the third most important guy on the team. Like listen, he's just listen to me, Sam. Yeah. Hear me now, and smell my breath later. <laughs> Joe Harris is going nowhere. Yeah, that's what it seems like, and that's exactly okay. what basically that's basically what Marks almost said. Like, um, um, listen to me, like. I know everyone wants to try to read into things, and but they never really listen to the GM. The GM told you Popovich wasn't getting a job, but every Net fan thought he's definitely getting it. And if he's not getting it, it's Tyrone Lou. Neither one of those dudes was ever getting the job. And just in the same way, Sean Marks, when he says it is priority, to sign this kid back. It is. And it's because of what he unlocks on the court for 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 Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. When you have a three-point champion, both on percentage and at the All-Star game, a guy that people know you can't let shoot, on the court, it unlocks everything for the KDs and the Kyries of the world. Going all the way back to Michael Jordan, you needed a Steve Kerr. You needed a Craig Hodges. You needed that guy that would sit there and teams would know, I can't completely hedge on Jordan because that guy is there. Yep. Joe Harris, in their minds, is going nowhere. I think it would hurt it's going to hurt Sean Marks because there is no player that is more beloved inside of that organization than Karis LeVert. That is their Derek Jeter. But if he has to be included, and for any big trade, and forget about the Rudy Gobert thing, that's it's never happening. Forget about the um, the uh, uh, the Bradley Beal thing. It's never that guy they're never bringing a guy in who's not even really like you you've never really seen him like oh yeah that you know Kyrie's my boy KD's my boy like 
KD's from DC, and they're not really like. Besides, hey, we've been to a few All Star games together and stuff like that. We're NBA players. He's great. I'm great. It's the the friendship is not there. Like DeAndre Jordan, you know that's KD's boy. You've known it ever since he was a free agent. You know him when KD yep. was a free agent. You know that's his guy. Yeah. Right. No, I was gonna. And that's and I was gonna say the only guy you know it's a great point as it like pertains to kind of like the stars and like also who those guys are close with mm-hmm. the only guy who I would have ever thought could possibly also have been joined as a big three besides the AD thing which you rightly like noted that Kyrie and AD are really close yep. was basically Jimmy Butler because obviously because because him and Kyrie are super tight and they and all three of them were on the Olympics team together but obviously now that's a there's, that's there's, a pipe dream. there's 15 players on the Olympics team there's more on the select team they're not all cool it's yep. the guys when they when they go on vacation and you see them together like you know you know the only things the Timberwolves could do to make Cat happy was bring in D'Lo bringing yep. in D'Lo is what make, ensures that he stays happy and he's there because that's his guy. Devin Booker is their other guy. It wouldn't be crazy to think that they somehow work something out to get Devin Booker there. I don't know anything. I'm not saying it, but like because the, yeah, like the number one, like the number one pick. Exactly, and and they could potentially trade that to put that triumvirate together. Do they do it? Probably not. However. That's a real thing. You could, you could, if you, if you're passionate enough about this game, you could kind of see how the things are shaping up. I mean, ever since the decision, I feel like a fool for not realizing it. But LeBron and D Wade and and Bosh been going on vacation together before the the decision. We should have known yep. that's what was going to happen. You know, a long time ago, but we I don't think we were paying attention to it right. We were looking at what all the press was was doing instead of looking at what the players were doing. And so and so that's you got to see who's AAU boys. If you played in an era with someone, you know, that's your guy that you know that, that that's someone you trust. You both made it to the NBA you both did it you were superstars when you were kids you you hung out with each other in the hotel that was hosting the the whole AAU thing you 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 chased after girls together you helped each other pick colleges those guys want to play with each other and and whether we think he's weird or not I think Kyrie's weird I'll be (laughs) but he's he's weird but he's our weirdo and for whatever reason Oh no! It's it's not a for whatever reason. It's because they know Kyrie can flat out ball, and that's and all of your weirdness, all of your eccentricities. Jordan got along great with with Rodman, <laughs> and who yep. gets along great with Rodman, right? It's if you can ball, and if you can impress another player, they're gonna want to play with you, and they're gonna want to be friends with you. You know, so so AD and Kyrie. I don't know why. Kyrie is his boy. KD is his hero. Right? That's someone he respects. That's someone he believes in. Much in the same way that that LeBron is his hero. So he trusts him to be his agent. He trusts him to bring him to the Lakers. He trusts him. They may even have like a handshake deal where it was like, yo, I'm going to come help you get this last championship. But then after that, you got to let me do what I got to do. Right? That may be understood. Right now, as we're speaking, 
Um, and the reason why is he probably does not want to pass up a chance of playing with Kevin Durant and playing with his boy Kyrie. If it wasn't for the fact that we're capped out and it, it's going to take a trade and it's going to take us gutting ourselves to get him, I I would be all in. I'd be I I would have cashed some. I would have pushed some chips into the window in Vegas. Um, but I'm telling you guys what I know after being told what I was told and having several conversations. Yo, Anthony Davis looks like it's going to happen, and if if it if it's going to happen, um, uh, 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 we're going to have a completely new, new, new roster to look at. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean that like, I'm very, at this point now, I'm more, now I'm more anxious because now I'm honestly excited to see what Nash is going to do with this group as opposed to like possibly, uh, as opposed to possibly making like a ton of moves. Now I kind of want to see Nash have all these, have all these tools in the, in the shed. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, it's going to be an interesting fall (laughs) versus summer. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. What do you think of the bubble games? What stood out to you before we wrap this Um, thing up? So, um, I mean, as someone who's spent a lot of time rooting against, uh, LeBron, I'm hoping, and and who loves Kawhi, I would love to see Kawhi win a third title with three di- with and become Finals MVP with three different teams. Um, and so I'm, I've been rooting for the Clippers, but they obviously got a huge break with everything that happened with the Mavs. Um, I think that I, th- I think we're going to start to hear. I think by the end of the bubble, and I know an article by uh, uh, Goodwill came out t- earlier today. I think you're going to start to hear a lot of Giannis rumors. That's going to be, I think, the story of this entire offseason. Yeah, it's lazy, uh, and because like even though look like I think you can. I think unlike the LeBron situation, where that I thought he actually. I mean, when LeBron left the first time. In Cleveland, I thought that like a, like he really was just without a lot of help and whatnot, and and I think the management had done such a terrible job. Whereas I think the Bucks have actually made a lot of savvy moves. I think Giannis honestly isn't playing like a two time MVP, and and so because of that, I think that's going to be really interesting, and that'll become the off season story of the bubble. But overall, I think it's been great. I think it's really good for the league. Um, I think it's great the way the players have used their their platform. I think the the uh, the postponement and the hiatus they took was was awesome, um, and they're they're really seeing how much power they have, and it's only going to increase. And I love and I love the owners using the stadiums as uh, polling stations, and I think that should honestly only be the beginning, though. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's so dope. Like, I I I usually vote around the corner out of school. I'm going to vote at Barclays Center um, this time, and I, I think that's. Again, you know, going my biggest thing about this this whole thing, and and obviously I'm black, you're Jewish, right? Yeah. Um, with everything that's going on, the tor- tor- turmoil and the social stuff that's going on, I commend the players who played, right? Because you have to be in it, right? You have to be, you have to have the camera on you for the 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 windows um into the world that don't care right a lot of people just don't care about police brutality social justice or or any of that 
But the way you beam into those homes and you kind of show them that this is important, this is yep. real, is from the on-court stuff. It's like I I saw so many people tweeting, you know, Kyrie is right. No, Kyrie is fucking wrong. And I yep. think these games have shown it. Like, what other time are you going to watch something that all the entire two hours that you're watching it says Black Lives Matters on, on the side, what, yep. where you're where you're taking the time out to to kind of read what's said on the back of each jersey of messages of 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 peace and equality and justice that that's imp- that's important and when you just basically you know take your ball and go home you're you're out of the game now literally and figuratively you're not a part of the process to make things better you're not holding the gun to the head of these owners to do the right thing. The last yep. thing Tillman Fertitta wanted to do or DeVos wanted to do was give their stadium, open their stadium to encourage voting in their cities. It's not yep. what they wanted to do. But these players put pressure on these people and put pressure in it because their playing is the commodity. Once you don't play, you've lost your commodity. You've lost your ba- your 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 bargaining chip you've lost your leverage and i'm not a basketball guy i'm also not a civil rights guy per se i i believe in social justice i believe that's what's happening is wrong and 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 this country needs a lot of change however i believe the best thing that a jim brown could do the best thing that a that a bill russell could do um and more and bill russell specifically he shamed and changed a lot of people's hearts in Boston, which is one of the most racist places that I've ever visited. <laughs> yeah. And they never respect respected him and loved him, but as as they should have, considering he's an eleven time champion and he's even won a championship as a coach. Yep. That guy should be a god in Boston. Right? And he's yeah. and for whatever reason, he's he's not However, he's changed the hearts of thousands of people. If not all of them, he's changed 10%. And Boston is better for having Bill Russell play on the court and show these racist and show these small-minded backwards people that we're better and, and, and that we work hard and that we earn this and that we'll fight for it and that we're going to stand up for it. Nobody knows what Kyrie's doing. Just because he a press release comes out that he's given money to this thing and he's paid for some WNBA players, it's not as powerful as what these guys are doing by showcasing what they do best, their very best talent, and using it as a, a cudgel to to beat these owners over the head and 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 make them listen. And it's it's been brilliant, man. I I, I um. I'm really proud of the guys in the bubble. I don't understand what's happening with Giannis uh, in Miami. I still think he's going to come back and win it. I, I think I think all the Giannis slander is uh, is ridiculous. That guy is the is the ultimate weapon in basketball. But the Giannis stuff uh, and uh, kind of makes me start to agree with you in the sense of yeah, Giannis is way better defensively than KD. However, Giannis can't stop KD either. Yeah. And and that's what I'm noticing. I'm noticing like this Jimmy Butler thing is not going to last. I don't believe in it. Well, you, you're going to have to show it to me for seven games. Yeah, but, I mean, I, yeah, they don't have. I 
I uh, I agree about the uh, like the Heat thing is weird because the Heat have like this. If, if Butler is like twenty five percent better, like let's say Butler is like KD or whatever, then you're like, oh, the Heat team is like the perfect team to win the title. It's still weird to think that a Butler led team where he's I mean, look, as good as Bam is and as good as Dragic is, he's clearly the best guy on the team, but he's even himself not a top 10 guy. So it's weird to imagine that going to the finals. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for, but so so I totally agree from that perspective. And the, the one thing I want to just hop on on the, uh, on the social justice element is, like, I, think, I feel like a lot of people still don't, like, kind of understand the difference in the power that, like, an NBA player has versus an NFL player. Like, right. if 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 LeBron James decides, let's say, I won't use LeBron because he's not on the Lakers, but if Giannis decides, I'm not going to play today, the amount of random kids and dads and whoever that decide to buy tickets for that game mm-hmm. is going to go down a phenomenal amount. Whereas right. if Tom Brady decides, I don't want to play for the Bucks on Sunday – Everyone's still going to the game. People like as I, I forget what the uh, what the saying is, but like when you're being a, a lot of times when you're a sports fan, you're basically rooting for laundry. That's right. In the NBA, that's in the NBA, that's not what you're rooting for. You actually are like a lot of, especially with like the millennial generation and people even younger than me, because like a lot of people my age still care about teams. But like when I look at my younger cousins and stuff like that, like the people are rooting for the the kids are rooting for players. Like they're I, rooting like, for the guy I, they use on two K. Yeah, like what? I've gone to games. I've gone to games sitting. I've gone to Nets games, whether it's sitting in the upper deck or sitting the lower level, where I'm sitting next to a dad and his son, and they live in New York, but the kid is wearing a Curry or a Giannis jersey. Like, there's like the whole rooting for teams thing for younger generations is not a thing. And like, the players, I think, are starting to know, like, know that, and they see that like their influence actually is in the tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Like LeBron right. leaving Cleveland, we saw like straight up like restaurants and stuff like that did worse like it has that type of of it, it has that type of vibe like the patriots bars are still going to be packed even though brady left like obviously right. we have covid but like <laughs> and the 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 players have a monumental financial um sway. factor yeah. sway right, in 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 how much money like these teams make and look some people say that might make certain owners who maybe are conservative or Republican, whatever they are, like mm-hmm. not want to own teams, which is fine because there's enough, there's, there's enough billionaires out there that want to buy teams. There's enough. There's a line of them. There's a line of them. Especially with the foreign guys that are now coming in, like the size of the world. Like, That's right. like it's like, it's, it's fine. And like the, I think the NBA players are really going to be able to control what's, what's, uh what's going on. Right. And you don't, you don't, you don't, you never give up your power. Right, you never give up your spotlight. You never give up. You ne- right now, nobody's thinking about Kyrie except us, right? Nobody's yep. thinking about him. He's an afterthought. But Jamal Murray tells reminds us in a post game thing. Yeah, I just won. I just clinched. I'm I'm going on to the next thing. But this social justice stuff matters, and you can't do that if you're not playing. If you're not doing your job at the at the, at at the highest level and. I'm pro player. I'm pro the people. I, you know, um, I, I, I'm out here, right? But I think I think LeBron James and I give him a lot of credit. You know, did a lot for the movement and did a lot for social justice. And I, I really appreciate that guy um, uh, above and beyond because sitting home and pouting 
was never going to do anything. The moment you cost that 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 owner the or the the league the 700 million that it was about to lose if these bubble games didn't it it was going to affect your NBA brethren and all of this magical thinking stuff about starting a league and all you you don't start a league in 60 days. You know, you're not going to just do Drew League and 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 throw some teams together and people are going to do it. I think it's a novel um uh uh concept however uh uh and I I'd love to see players one day start their own league but you got to be in it to win it man you just got to yeah. yep anyway man another amazing podcast oh yeah you you, you uh you brought a lot to us we have a new head coach man you feel good I'm feeling good. I'm I'm excited. I feel great, man. It's the front office pod. This is my partner Sam Lachow, available at Samuel Lachow exactly. on Twitter. And um me, Eve Darboos, the name you can't spell on Twitter, but you might know who <laughs> I am if you're on listening to this pod. This has been us, man. Steve Nash it is. <laughs>